This podcast may contain explicit language. Welcome to the Dynasty Download, the show where we prove Dynasty League fantasy is the best form there is. I'm Tom Duncan. Co-host, Ethan Hamilton. If you'd like to contact the show or have a question for us, please write us at dynastydownload10 at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of us by the link to our website in the show notes for Ronnie Duncan Studios. Uh, You can also become a part of our mailing list by subscribing on the bottom of the website or emailing us at dynastydownload10 at gmail.com. As we head into the uh, offseason, this is where we separate ourselves as a show and a league format. You're not going to get better NFL offseason and rookie draft coverage than right here. A few of the shows we are planning on coming up here in the first part of Season 2. State of the League, we will be reviewing everybody's team from our league, the first 10 teams. We already have one in the can. This is our second episode on that in this miniseries. We also have a free agency special coming up, a pre-draft special with some special guests coming up. We're going to have some during-the-draft coverage as we go along. Uh, I will be personally blogging and writing on some different surprises as we go along during the draft. We will also be doing a post-draft ranking special where we give you all of our rankings heading into your fantasy drafts, so you won't want to miss that. You can catch us on all our draft coverage on Twitter at TJ3Duncan or at Hammy2112. So we're doing a few mini episodes here to start our season two on each of the teams in our league, and tonight we are doing Dumpster Fire. So first position up, we have quarterback. Now, this team is featured by the former league MVP, Lamar Jackson. It did at one time have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He has since been released. And it currently has retiree Philip Rivers as the only backup on this team. So how do you think this team grades out at quarterback right now? You know, um, Lamar Jackson, I feel like he was below expectations for everybody, for everybody's expectations last year, yeah? You'd say he played below yeah. expectations. At least for probably the first three quarters of the year. I feel like they have to get him a weapon on the offensive end. I don't feel like Marquise Brown is the answer. I don't think he's the number one. I think Lamar Jackson does have the potential to be an above-average quarterback. So, But until he gets those weapons, I still think – I feel like last year is more the norm than the year before. So – his 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 quarterback positioning, I'd probably give it a C, low B at the very best. Personally, in Dynasty, I think if you don't have a proper backup in the case that you, especially given how many spots we have on the rosters, if you don't have a proper backup where even I last year, not this last season, but the year before, Patrick Mahomes went out for a few games, and I didn't have a great backup because Andrew Luck had retired. Now, that was more due to, and for lack of a better word, luck than anything else. But you see exactly what I mean. If you don't have a proper backup on this, it kind of downgrades you a little bit in my mind. That being said, Lamar Jackson is a former MVP, and I think he showed at times that he was capable of putting up very good offensive stats due to the fact that he was running the ball as much as he was, especially late in the year. We kind of saw the flashes that were there. I like to chalk up 
last year a little bit to the Madden curse. I said it going into the year, and you kind of giggled at me a little bit, and I understand why, but there's a reason that that's there. Even Pat Mahomes had a little bit of a weird thing with the injury and kind of having a down year by comparison to the other year. It's not like they were putting up terrible stats, but they certainly weren't at their peak. So I, I do wonder if that might be part of it. I also think more than anything else, if I look at quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, who are predominantly running quarterbacks kind of in the same vein Cam Newton was, Cam Newton had his best year when he had a lot of deep threats down the field and they were running in short yarded situations. So if they can do a lot of play action and build around that, and they do that very well, but right now without that great threat on the outside, that's going to basically take the top off the defense to allow him to um, get better box sets. So not eight, nine guys in the box, but rather have the safeties back up because they have to at least respect that deep threat. I think he's going to see a little bit of a decline in what we got in that one spectacular season from his fantasy output. So I'm going to put this at, again, probably a B minus kind of in that range because I like Lamar Jackson. I think he could be capable, but I I do want to see, especially with the quarterbacks coming out in this, I would love to see this team draft another quarterback, especially depending on where they think the fit is going to be, because you might be able to hit on the next Justin Herbert or Kyler Murray or whatever else with some of these younger guys coming into the league. So I think this has a potential to upgrade. I wouldn't necessarily spend my first round pick on quarterback, but this is something I'd keep my eye on. Let's go to running backs, and really after quarterback, as as, um, good as that might have been, the talent level really drops off for this team as currently constructed. So at the end of the year, he had Raheem Mostert and Naheem Hines as his starting running backs. Obviously, there were some issues with Mostert pretty much being on the field at all last season for San Francisco when he was. He was effective. I'll give him that. Miles Gaskin is on the bench as well as Ronald Jones, and those likely will be returning to their teams. Gaskin had a good year, but Miami's got a lot of cap space there. They have been rumored to be in the market for a running back, so you don't know whether he's going to be the starter quite yet. And Ronald Jones, you would expect to be the starter with Fournette likely being out for Tampa Bay, so you might think his prospects are a little bit better, but how do you see this running back situation panning out for Dumpster Fire? I think Ronald Jones is his best running back for sure on the team. Earlier in the year, you'd probably think uh, Hines would have been a nice add the way um, Jonathan Taylor was playing early in the year, but that's <laughs> that was put to thought was put down early. I think Jonathan Taylor owns that backfield, and then if Marlon Mack comes back as well, there's really no room for Hines at all. Mozart, you're right. He looked really, really good when he's on the field. The problem is he can never stay on the field. For me, it's it's one of those things where your first pick needs to probably be a running back here in the rookie draft. That or if you're gonna if you're one of those people that's gonna take a quarterback early, I would take a quarterback. But for me, I think I'd take a running back here. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. His top starters are Cooper Cup and Juju Smith Schuster, as well as KJ Hamler. He still has Emmanuel Sanders, Sterling Shepard, Keelan Cole Sr., Hunter Renfro. So out of these, I guess, where do you find the value still going forward for this team? I think Cooper has some value and Juju as well, but where do you see it? I think Cooper Cup for sure has value. you got to wonder, too, though, with Van Jefferson 
the emergence of him, what Cooper Cup's role is going to become. But they did extend him, so you got to imagine that they have a plan for him. Juju, your question is, where is he going to play next year? Is he going to be back in Pittsburgh? He said he wants to be back in Pittsburgh. Is he going to be second fiddle to Chase Claypool? I personally think he will be. Emmanuel Sanders, I don't really know. Like, I really don't know what to expect from him anymore. He's obviously over the hill and um, he's played his best football already in his career. KJ Hamler for me is one that's really interesting. I think he could be a nice second fiddle to Jerry Judy running the slot and just some gadget plays. I think he can be an interesting guy, but then again, fantasy purposes for me, it's all about consistency. I don't see the type of consistency for him to be a consistent fantasy start. But wide receiver rise, I think he has some pieces. I think by far it's his best position on his team, but it's still a lot of question marks for me. Yeah, I would agree with you on the Smith-Schuster situation. I just don't think with Pittsburgh being, I think, the second worst cap situation going into the offseason that they're going to be able to retain him and give him anywhere close to what he could probably get on the open market. I think that he's likely to get a better deal somewhere else, and there are a lot of wide receiver needy teams. Hamler has an interesting question. I would agree with you that he could have that potential, but you already have uh, the tight end situation, and I'm drawing a blank. Noah Fant. Noah Fant, as well as Judy and Cortland Sutton. So there's a lot of mouths to feed in that wide receiver or pass catching group. And then you still have Drew Locke while he's been an adequate starter is still not great. And Denver has been rumored to upgrade at the quarterback position by a lot of people in the off season. So I don't know what the situation is going to be come June 1st at that quarterback position in Denver. I don't know, but he's a player obviously with some potential that you could hang on to. Uh, As far as, I mean, Hunter Renfro has some ability, but again, I want to know what Las Vegas is going to be doing at the quarterback position because they've rumored Derek Carr out on the market, and they've said that he was going to be their starter. Then, So there's a lot of question marks, and frankly, you could say that of basically every pass catcher on every team right now that isn't maybe one of the top five starters, you know, the the locked-in guys per se, but... Outside of that, I mean, there, there are going to be question marks. I just see a lot of guys that I'm not going to be drafting highly if this was a redraft situation. Even Cooper Cup and Juju Smith-Schuster, if they're in a better situation, I'm not overdrafting on because while Cup has been good, he's had some inability to stay on the field. So this is a group that needs a lot of injection of talent. And honestly, I'd be trading away any asset I can to try and stockpile picks to re infuse this team with any talent I could because I think one of the benefits I had last year was having those two second round picks and being able to really just get a lot of talent early on in the draft I think that's the best way to try and turn this around is these guys could be marginal players that you could have turned around in midseason and I I just don't see where the value is in in a lot of this team at tight end they have the one-year run wonder Robert Tanyan who finished with double-digit touchdowns on the year for Green Bay, as well as Mike Gusecki, who has been kind of that breakout candidate for the Dolphins for the last several years, and Jimmy Graham. This is kind of an open-ended situation because basically if you're not one of the holders of George Kittle or 
uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end group is kind of open for you right now, but how do you see his tight end situation? Question marks. Like, does Tanyan, does he repeat what he did this past year? Is he that involved in the offense? Does he put up double-digit touchdowns? Uh, You know, I'm a Packer fan, and it's hard for me to see it. But it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Kaseki, you know, he's been that Miami staple in the offense for a couple of years now. He is who he is. I don't really think he's anything to go crazy about, but he's a solid fantasy piece, especially at a position where it's tough to get solid numbers from. Jimmy Graham... We know who he is at this point in his career. He's somebody that wouldn't be surprised if he's not on the roster come rookie draft time. Well, I would not be surprised if he's a cut candidate for this team to hold on to some younger pieces. Uh, Graham had a decent year last year, all things considered, but most of it was based on touchdown dependency, which you could say for everybody outside of maybe the top five tight ends last year overall. So, He's not a guy that I necessarily going out of my way to try and keep or draft, but he's a guy that you could pick up and be a serviceable starter. We did forget Austin Hooper on this team, a guy who finished number one at the position over a year ago in 2019, but currently is kind of lost in that Cleveland shuffle of pass catchers right now. So I do think he has a lot of young guys that I would hold on to, Tanyan, Gasecki, Hooper, and maybe one of them will pop. Going into next year, Tanyan had a decent year overall, but it was kind of hit or miss depending on the game for him. So ultimately, you might have something here, and I think it's a little bit more promising than some of the other position groups that he's had, but it's just because the tight end wasteland is just bad after this. So, all right, come to our final verdict. Is this a title contender, on the rise, declining, rebuilding, or basement dwelling team? I'm going to go at this point in time. It is basement dwelling. Needs a lot of work. A very successful rookie draft. I would agree. I really don't have a ton to add. I think most of our commentary so far has pretty much spoken for itself. This team has been kind of in the basement for a while. There's a reason why it's called dumpster fire. Uh, I don't put that on the current owner so much as uh, the previous owner who really didn't get the point of the format. I really appreciate the current owner stepping in and uh, trying to booster this team, but it's going to need an injection of talent. And uh, the only way to do that is to start turning around what assets you have and trying to get a lot more young talent that you get at least a, a few more cracks at the roulette wheel. All right, so looking back at their 2020 draft results, again, this was not a draft that uh, the current owner did. It was the previous owner. This was a team that he took over mid-season. But currently, Mike Williams with the 12th pick, Denzel Mims with the 22nd pick, who was cut, Jamal Williams with the 32nd pick, K.J. Hamler with the 39th pick, Darrington Evans, who is on his IR with the 42nd pick, Hunter Renfro with the 52nd pick, and then Matt Gay, the kicker for the Rams. Uh, I'm not even sure he finished the year with the Rams, but uh, at number 62. There's a couple of good ones in there, but all the good ones I don't think are on the team anymore. Denzel Mims, who now belongs to me, who I'm very excited to have. Picked him up off of the waiver wire. I think Hamler could do something. You know, he's somebody that I, I that I liked pre-draft last year. 
but you talked about it too. You know, he's he's in a tough position, a lot of mouths to feed where he's at. Mike Williams, you mentioned, isn't on the even on the team anymore. So yeah, nothing that really. I mean, well, this current owner did let those current guys go, but needs a lot of work. So hopefully, this 2021 draft goes better. Again, this was a draft uh, that they traded the number or two overall pick, which would have been Jonathan Taylor for what ended up being Juju Smith-Schuster and Ronald Jones. And while those aren't bad players, overall, I probably would have had uh, Jonathan Taylor over those two. Instead, Mike Williams in the second round was his first overall pick, and it probably didn't really work out for him, I dare say. I would probably give this a D. I'm right there with you. That's being nice. I'll give it a D. Well, I can't give it a straight F because there are a couple of guys still on the roster that have a little bit of promise, but when your first three picks, uh, none of which are in the first round, are not on the team anymore, it's really hard to say anything. If Mims was still on the team, I might give it a D+. Plus. <laughs> I, mean, right. I got you. Yeah, I mean, 100%. You don't want to rag on it too much because, like you said, the current right. owner, the current owner... Is not really too responsible for what happened. No, but they are unfortunately uh, stuck with the mess. So thank you to all the listeners and Dynasty players out there. We appreciate you. We will be back again soon to continue our off-season coverage. But until then, wear a mask. Talk to you soon, everyone. This podcast was mixed, produced, and edited by Thomas Duncan. It is a production of Ronnie Duncan Studios. Our technical provider and distributor is Anchor FM. <laughs>